0: What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the podcast, and today it is with one of uh, what I think maybe the coolest kids in the sport, Joe Shimoda. Uh, we uh, unfortunately he got hurt, but it means we had a little bit of time to uh, to get this podcast done. So I was really excited to do this one, and shout out to Joe for wanting to do it because uh, he's pretty open about his struggles with, with English at times. Uh, it's definitely a work in progress for him. But I said, don't worry about it. Let's just do it. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I wanted to learn a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about what I think is um, one of the young rising stars in this sport and a guy who could, yeah, I think he could really kind of take the sport to a new level in Japan. We talked about when he went back to, uh, when he went back to race the nationals at Japan and the, the response that he got. So, I actually think that whole uh, ball is like already gathering momentum. So, also, you can head to gypsytales.com. That's our membership website. This podcast has been up there for over a week now. Um, So, you know, if you run run low on Gypsy Tales, if you're all caught up, then uh, that's where you need to go to get the podcast pretty much the same day as we record them. It takes us between like four days and a week to get all the video edited and the ads done and all the social media and all the stuff. So we basically bypass that whole process and just put the full shows straight on our members feed. Um, so you get them the same day. If you have signed up to, uh, gypsytales.com, that's it from me. Uh, I will just get some messages from some of our other sponsors and then we are right into this episode. Just going to give you an announcement of a new sponsor, Uh, that I actually chased down uh, to get them on the podcast and that was because I really wanted to start using their products again. So to welcome Athletic Greens to the podcast. Now if you've been following the podcast recently you would know that we're on a massive health kick uh, as we get ready to take on World Vets at Glen Helen in November of 2023. Athletic Greens is not only an all-in-one formula that helps me just cover all my nutritional bases. Uh, It's also the first healthy habit that I have uh, that starts every single day. Before my morning coffee, uh, I get up in the morning, my partner and I mix our Athletic Greens uh, and kickstart the day with AG1. The team at Athletic Greens were so serious about their product uh, that they actually wouldn't let me do the ad read until I'd been on the product for about a month, Uh, and I'm really glad that that was the case because in this time, I feel like I've definitely seen some improvements. I have been struggling a little bit in the lead up to getting back on AG1, uh, and I've definitely noticed a significant increase, uh, I guess, just in the feeling of my overall gut health. Uh, As far as my partner goes, um, she has said that she's noticed a significant improvement uh, in the condition of her skin uh, and her and other females can have uh, some issues with their skin uh, as their hormones fluctuate throughout the month. At the end of the day, AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that are able to offer gut health support, mood support and can affect your energy each day and contribute to overall healthier looking hair and skin. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com gypsytails that's athleticgreens.com slash Uh Now, this is not a promo code. You need to specifically follow this link, uh, and that is going to attach your free one-year supply of vitamin D and those five free travel packs. Thank you to the team at Athletic Greens. We're excited to have you on board. We are also brought to you by the team at Manscaped. And newsflash, gentlemen, Valentine's Day is almost here. And by the grace of Cupid, our friends at Manscaped are coming with the best tools to get your boys downstairs ready for the special occasion. I'd like to propose making February 13th National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? Get lucky this V-Day and join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, The leaders in below the waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code GYPSYGANG for 20% off plus free shipping. It's kind of funny. There's a famous story in our household of my dad giving my mum motocross boots in his size for Valentine's Day. And uh, it always resonated with me. I was like, you know what, Pete? Good call. Happy man, uh, happy life, I guess, you know? Just uh, something about giving a gift for yourself that makes you feel good so you can make your partner feel good. And I think that's kind of the same vibe here, you know? Get yourself the Manscaped kit, shave your nuts, and then you're going to make your missus happy. Um, So, look, I really think that that there's some logic there. Now, the best way to do this would be the Platinum Package from Manscaped. It is the all-encompassing package that every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special, not just for you, but for your missus as well. The headliner in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. The trimmer's advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts and it even has an LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention that it is waterproof as well? This package also includes a weed whacker, nose, ear and hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and their anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep. I've been running the travel bag uh, constantly since I've got it, and this is maybe one of the most handy parts of the kit. Uh, no platinum package is complete without the ultimate hygiene bundle to get your to get you fresh from head to toe. This bundle includes Manscaped's premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo, body and ball deodorant, and much more. Infused with aloe vera and sea salt, Manscaped body wash will leave your skin feeling clean, fresh, and hydrated all date night long. And don't forget, gents, no date night is complete without Manscaped's signature cologne that is guaranteed to put her in Cupid's chokehold. And you know I love a good chokehold. Your balls and lady will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code gypsygang at manscaped.com. You heard me right. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code gypsygang. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Good luck, fellas. We're also brought to you by the guys at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au for all your dirt bike parts and accessories needs. These guys are the biggest in Australia by far. Biggest and best in my personal opinion. Uh, We collectively in the Gypsy Tales office probably do about, Eight trips to MX Store every single week, uh, whether it's new tires, new chain lube, uh, air filters, like you name it, grips, bars, the whole deal. Uh, so the guys at MX Store have always come in for clut- uh, come in clutch for us. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, they've come in clutch for you uh, at some point. If you order before two p.m., you get same day shipping as well. If you are not lucky enough to live close to their Burley warehouse. That's mxstore.com.au. We're also brought to you by the Glove Lord and his lords and ladies uh, that run the awesome company that is Fist Handwear. Uh, you can head to fisthandwear.com. The code Gypsy Gang is going to get you 15% off as well. I don't wear anything else and I haven't since pretty much the day Sammy started that company. I actually did though at one point in Bali when well, I didn't take any gear and I got blisters really bad, so yeah, I guess I have run non-fist gloves one time in 10 years, and I hated it, won't be doing it ever again, fisthandwear.com, we're also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Quality, you can head to dixonquality.com.au, gonna get the same discount there when you type in Gypsy Gang, uh, look, I know we're in summer, but they've got all sorts of stuff, they've got shorts, they've got socks, they've got tees, they've got it all, um, and Rival Inc., they also have it all when it comes to any of the aesthetic needs of your dirt bike, whether that's jersey prints, whether you need stickers for the back of your truck. Maybe you're one of those guys that puts your Instagram handle on the back of your truck. Uh, you could get them from Rival Inc. But what they really specialize in is the best graphics for your dirt bike. Uh, you've seen them on all of our builds and you know that we love the guys at Rival. You can add to code.com, use the code Gang, and that is going to get you 15% off. We don't have a promo code for the guys at Tropical Auto Group, but if you call Kyle, he is going to hook you up. If you're a member of the Gypsy Gang, if you buy a new or used vehicle off him, he will be giving you not only a great deal on the car that you choose, but also a $500 gift voucher from the guys at MX Store. Kyle's a G, he's been supporting us for a really long time, uh, we really appreciate the support, uh, and they are a fantastic company to deal with. That's it from me guys, thank you very much, I enjoyed this podcast. Joe Shimoda, welcome to Gypsy Tales mate, You're, uh, you've got a bit of a busted wing, Unfortunately, so I was like, you know what? Let's get Joey on the show. He's he's probably got a little bit of little bit of downtime. So, um, thanks for coming on, mate.
1: No, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So, um, any any details on on the crash? Obviously, you're having a pretty good off, off season, getting ready for East Coast. Probably going to be challenging for a title this year in the in the East, but bit of bit of bad luck.
1: Yeah, just uh, it was um, uh, Thursday morning um yeah we were supposed to ride on at glen helen track but it was too windy out there so we uh made a final decision to go uh to the corona test track but we didn't really like water or prep or anything so it was really marvelly dry um track and then yeah um i crashed on the section right before the whoop section um which, like, I try to keep the momentum uh, going fifth, um, jumping the last two, last double, and then, unfortunately, yeah, I didn't really have enough engine brake to keep the rev high, so the bike shot off when yeah. I landed from the uh, three to double, and then, yeah, I just, as soon as I get on the gas, it just went, boop. and then, and then, yeah, uh. I just, I, it's motor racing, you know, you can't really do much. So
0: yeah it was what um th- this year's this year's been so bad for for injuries what do you think that there's anything like different or there's any reason for why we're seeing so many guys hurt like <laughs> is it is it just the pace is, is so high or you know like have you kind of thought about what why that might be?
1: Uh for sure I I well I can like think of a lot, lot of reasons. Um but it's just like um, every, everyone's different. like some rider like can deal with it easy, but some like 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 to have on the different ways. Uh, but at, I mean like at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't know., um, in my case, it was 5050, you know, like it's kind of a part of my yeah. fault. Maybe I put a clutch in to avoid it, but at the same time, like the track and the the conditions um did just enough to do that so like, yeah, there's a lot of reasons behind it
0: it's um, it is been crazy to see how just how bad and I mean your team in particular has just yeah. had so much bad luck with injuries and it's like you know there's there's I think the husky team doesn't even have anyone to go east now it's like, it's been a brutal year for Supercross. No,
1: for sure, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, we just, you know, we just trying to do our best. By, uh, um, not just myself, it, it was kind of hard to see because like the crash on set, that kind of happened right in front of me. Um, and then I had- Oh, really? Yeah, I, and I had like a 10 minute uh, moto left after after he crashed. And then, yeah, while I'm riding, um, it's weird because <clears throat> when you see a crash really c- close in person and you try to ride after that, um, it's, it's a little bit, uh, not scary, but makes you, like, defensive. So it's yeah. like, it was, it's, it's just like, I don't know, I hate to see... Riders going down for sure.
0: Yeah. It's just a a gnarly game you guys play. I mean, there's, there's not... I talk about it all the time on here, but there's just not too many other sports where the athletes are just facing so much risk every single day, and you guys are so good at your job, and you're so good at what you do that you make it look easy, and you make it look safe, and we sometimes forget the the dangers Mm. but I think this year we've really seen like oh this is a there's a sport with big consequences and every day that these guys ride is a is a big risk no for
1: sure yeah I mean every one one maybe two rider per week crashing at this like time of the year yeah yeah I just maybe I don't you know uh, I don't need to ride that much on the practice like when you crash yeah. in the race yeah like try harder um so much like reason behind it but on the practice day it's like kind of rare to see like uh people going down this much in the past i feel like so yeah maybe you know uh, maybe like it's important to try 100 percent. maybe try to find more limits at the track but at the same time yeah like mm, what's what what are we like training for we training for the race like if we can't get to the race it's kind of yeah yeah such a such a weird feeling
0: yeah and uh it's funny man that you say that because i think that was one of the cool things about the world supercross series that i didn't really predict before the series started is that the guys fly in on a monday and you fly into uh, the uk or you fly to australia and there's no test track there's no practice bikes there's no like you can't actually practice before the race so you get there and then it's like media and you're working in the gym and you try and keep up your fitness but everybody's getting to the race because nobody can practice <laughs> for the week before and i think that one of the reasons why people practice so much in America is because the test track is right there and the teams are right there and and you get like a even me I've got a I'm gonna do world vets at Glen Helen at the end of the year and my brother's training every day mm-hmm. and he's riding and he's he has like a different job and I have like anxiety because he's training more than me and so I imagine for you, if you were like, oh, I'm not going to ride, I'm just going to get to the race safely, and then you see all of your teammates and your competition at the test track every day, you would feel like a anxiety every day for not training. So I think, uh, yeah, it's it's one of the interesting parts of our sport, I think, is that you guys have the ability to do your sport. Like MotoGP, they can't do that. In Formula yeah. One, they, they can't do that. It makes, it's very unique to Supercross.
1: No for sure it's it's uh yeah a lot of the riding volume is a lot than all the other motorsports for sure yeah makes sense that you're saying yeah
0: i wonder like, i just had a i i just had a thought then like i wonder if in supercross imagine if they made a rule where like you could only ride supercross one day for the week and it was like a testing day and all of your other riding had to be outdoors i wonder if that would maybe make it a little bit safer
1: yeah i don't i don't know i um because it's mm, i don't i think that would be to me that would be more riskier once everybody's at the race yeah maybe because like because like road racing always same condition It could rain and stuff, but still, like, the track, no bumps. It's only, like, speed. Yeah. But we have, like, these obstacles. Um, You kind of want to not keep working, but kind of want to, like... um,
0: Yeah, like, progression. You want to keep progressing. Yeah,
1: like, you don't want to get away from it and then jump on back to Supercross. It feels really awkward, so, mm. you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. So, so being so being uh, on the sidelines a little bit, you've had a chance to be a fan of the sport and be around. You know, we've had A1 and then San Diego and A2. So, as a fan of Supercross, what do you think of the racing so far?
1: Well, I think it's honestly, honestly, like Supercross is like way different than all the other sports to me. Well, I think just the event is amazing. Um, like, you, I don't know. I just enjoyed it simply, just more from watching because I don't know. I haven't watched Supercross since like three years, maybe, in person. So yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, just watching the event just made me realize again. Oh, how how like how cool this sport is. Um, and then yeah, like ten. Hmm, maybe 10 11 years ago I came to the United States with my my parents uh maybe even more but well I anyway I watched the Anaheim now, it's crazy to see how much the sport grow uh, from now to back then yeah. um no it's like I can't really believe myself um, lining up to the gate week, you know it's crazy
0: yeah it, it's uh it's one of the, I think this year for me, I said it on, I can't remember what podcast, but it's funny watching Dirt Sharks videos from this year has just made Supercross look so cool. The, the event, like you said, itself, and it seems like the crowds have been amazing and the, the riding, like, I mean, the, the 450 class is just psycho you know the how good Eli's riding and Kenny and Chase and Coop like it has been such a wild wild season and it's uh it's cool that you can see how much it's grown in like maybe 11 or 12 years since you first came to Supercross
1: no for sure yes so much different in 250 class and 450 class too um yeah like 450 class there's kind of no room for mistake um I feel like no. you you tip over in the turn. Could go from like third to tenth, maybe more. Uh, where two fifty like yeah. you can kinda of come back if you're a really good rider, have a fitness and stuff. But yeah, four fifty guys, um yeah, literally the guys up in front making no mistakes. It's crazy that they're doing yeah. it because track is changing every every minute, you know? And it's so crazy that they can do that for 20 something lap in a row.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been pretty special. So, so that's probably probably a cool thing to talk about then is when you very first come to America was when your parents brought you to Anaheim, was that like your first time you ever saw Supercross or like when <laughs> was the first time you saw Supercross as a young Japanese kid, and when did you like set the goal of like I want to be a supercross racer?
1: So, you know, everyone, everyone's um, like start riding because of the passion, because um, the parents, um, I don't know, some reason to start it. My my case was lit like little different. Different, I would say. I uh, so my dad, well, my so my dad liked riding motocross, and obviously stopped uh, couldn't do it keep going anymore due to like the the budget I would say but and then yeah so one day it was a it was a Christmas day Um, I come down the stairs there's there's a a bike sitting ready for me to ride and and yeah my dad took me to like a small truck and I, I was riding and riding probably I rode from Four years old to seven years old, just for fun, no training, nothing is. I never raced it before and um, didn't know what this sport was. And uh, yeah, one day, my so my dad put signed me up for the race, um, and I got seventh. Okay, (laughs) not really good but <laughs> yeah in, in that moment
0: like hey it's top 10 baby yeah like it's in the points
1: in that moment he's like oh, I mean the racing kind of fun and then he he um signed up for all these all different races that's in Japan I started to race and ride more and was kind I was kind of getting better at it I got a couple like amateur championship there um, and then yeah things the thing was going well and yeah, one day, I came back from school. This was when I was hmm, nine years old, maybe? Yeah, so I came back from yeah. school. And, and my, dad, my dad and mom said, yeah, come sit on the chair real quick. And I sat on it, and kind of serious talking. And they said...
0: <laughs> You're like, what did I do Yeah.
1: Wrong? And they said, we're going to America next week bought ticket and everything for 10 days you'll be racing there and i'm like all right let's go like didn't really bother me that sh- that much because it was only for 10 days i'm like yeah it's like cool place to travel maybe and so we came here 65 that this wasn't 65 and and yeah we i did a uh, race called uh you know the gold cup just amateur race yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i did that and yeah. And yeah, obviously, not 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 that good. Um, I probably finished like four or five. Okay, then I met Styles Robertson, um, Pierce Brown.
0: Oh yeah, like the the, yeah.
1: the the guys that I'm racing against right now, since since ever. Um, they were literally going seven to nine second a lap faster than me every lap and my dad well. is like freaking out you know like what do you, what happened you know because i was doing so well in japan and then there was like like this much difference within like you know a minute and 20 second track so and then and then after that um what happened was like i think it kind of lit my my dad a little bit we gotta like he's like kind of like we gotta get there maybe no point racing japan yeah. at this point maybe we should go you know race race in america and and i was i was like at that time like i didn't really think ahead i was like okay we can we can do that like i was like i thought it was cool thing to do but yeah like wasn't like really interested on like dirt bike Um, dirt bike war like a Korea kind of thing yeah I wasn't thinking like it's going to be like this serious I was thinking like okay maybe you know practice and uh, race there come back and then you know um, just live normal life or something but started doing well little by little and and at one point after Loretta's I was able to um, sign with Geico Honda and, and at that moment yeah I set my goal okay maybe I have a good good opportunity now um, maybe I can um, be one of the big star in, in Supercross trying hard enough and then and then yeah at that moment I set my goal and then took everything everything a little more serious and, and here I'm at right now
0: dude yeah it's it's a it's such a cool story and to i think one of the i think one of the things about uh your position is that there's no real role models for you to look up to no, there's no so one that's kind of so yeah done like what you've done mm-hmm.
1: like uh, people you know people ask me what's the reason you started writing Supercross? and then who's your like um favorite writer I literally didn't have any favorite rider till like hmm, maybe last year after Supercross. Um, I I kind of like, I like Barsha right now because he's just like um, from outside watching, I think he's really entertaining. So, but yeah, yeah, like I didn't really have any, um, wasn't fun of the sport at first didn't know what supercars or motor cars or anything and
0: yeah yeah I think um oh do you do you know Basha now like have you met him and no, you, like, I, no I know I know them now up? yeah yeah yeah,
1: know, yeah yeah he's, yeah, he's yeah, really he's cool he's
0: such a he's such a cool guy yeah 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 because I think that that that's quite a important it's quite important for a young kid is to see a pathway into the future mm-hmm. and to look at people that have already achieved what what you want to achieve and I think that if you look at Jet he's had Chad Reed and if you look at all the American writers, they've had um, you know like everybody the, every champion you know the year before them so there's a very clear pathway in their mind of oh, I can be like this guy I can be like this guy but for you I mean you know like Akita Narita was a a good Japanese rider but you know never a guy that was a a big name in motocross or or supercross and I think that for as far as the the Japanese go like most of the bikes that we race are Japanese motorcycles Mm -hmm. but there's no you know Japanese riders on the those motorcycles so I think that for you to make it even this far forget about the future because I think that you're going to do so much more in the future but to make it this far right now to be a factory kawasaki rider to be winning races to be fighting for championships like you've made history for japan already and you're so you're so young
1: yeah I mean it's really cool um I think yeah it, it'll be cool like if uh, more of more japanese or rider come here and race but yeah I um I try to not really um like care about this history thing um, because I feel like you know like you you obviously feel good winning for the first time from Japan and stuff, but it's like as I feel like as the athlete, when you think you made something yeah. or when you think you're at the top for a second, it's only gonna go down so um yeah. I think my my I think my strongest part when I ride is uh, I'm I'm being a little bit more careless than other person I, I would say, not not really get like emotional. Um, yeah. Always, yeah, you know, always just like mm, like I get I'll get past, you know, try not go crazy. Um, you know, we have another race to improve so like yeah yeah it's pretty important
0: yeah no no it's it's you're right like as an athlete you need to stay in the moment yeah and not think like oh I'm the best Japanese rider like you know it's important to stay in that headspace but you know I think I think that there's definitely room though at times to you know just reflect on on where you're at and be like well like I've done something very special to Get to this point and there's still work to be done and i'm still gonna you know be a much better racer but yeah i think it's still cool to be able to look and be like you've, you've achieved something very special and you think about now there there is kids in japan that are racing you know maybe they'll walk down the stairs and they'll have a motorbike in in their living room and but they'll have joe shimoda to look up to and they'll say to their parents this is what Joe did he went to America when he was nine he won all the races in Japan and you know so like you're being the guy that uh, that these you know these kids in Japan are able to look up to yeah
1: no that's I th- I think that's really cool too um, I'm trying to be um, a kind of the person not, not just fast but like yep. makes you want to f- feel like you want to be that guy you know like you, know, you yep. know what I'm saying like cause there is yep. a lot of fast riders um, and retire and get name forgetting and I feel like yep. I don't want to be like that so working on working on my best
0: yeah well hey well like I remember um, when we first started talking on Instagram I said you're my girlfriend's favourite writer and it's crazy to me the effect so she hates bikes like oh, really? she loves bikes in the fact that it's my <laughs> she loves bikes and the fact that it's my job and uh it makes us money and it lets us live our life and pay our rent and so she never talks shit on bikes to that <laughs> but i'm like trying to get her to watch a race like oh come and watch this come watch that and then she was always just like nah not interested not interested <laughs> not interested and uh and there was a race it was last it was last supercross season and it was one of the times you maybe you want like won a heat race or something like that and you're on the podium and she's walking past and she's like wait who's that and i'm like oh that's joe shimota and she's like is she is is he japanese rider and uh and i'm like yeah 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 she's like wow that's like that's amazing like she's never she just thought she's like super is all just white dudes, (laughs) basically (laughs) and she's like oh this is this is super cool and japan's her favorite country she watches anime she's been to japan a bunch of times she'll eat sushi three times a week like she loves the whole culture of of japan and uh and it showed the like your instant i guess star power that you can have by being on the podium and uh and yeah like i I think it's uh yeah i think i think that by doing what you're doing you know you're saying you don't just want to be a racer um you know i think like you're kind of doing some really cool things to maybe like get new fresher eyeballs on the sport like you're eye-catching and you make people interested uh in a way that i just don't i don't think other other riders can maybe Mm.
1: no i get it no i think it's it's i think it's yeah pretty cool to just you know (laughs) not just being on the podium and be the fast guy um also yeah um yeah also want to be a writer that people love love you you know
0: yeah 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 i think you. i think you i think you're doing it it's uh I think too. One of the cool things that we've seen in the last couple years is maybe it's maybe it's kind of got something to do a little bit with like you coming up with Jet, maybe <laughs> because realistically you and Jet are very similar age. He's from Australia, <laughs> you're from Japan, so you're both, I guess, like foreigners to to Supercross um, and you've seen you know the way that jet's so like free with his personality and and what that kind of brings but i mean i think back to like the team fried videos from the last couple of years and you know you've got like go usa at red bud and and, like there's a real vibe that it seems like you and jet and hunter like can really feed feed off each other and it's really created like a, a a super cool vibe so yeah maybe it's like a some really good timing for you to come in and and make your mark <laughs> as well
1: yeah <laughs> no yeah the rib button was pretty funny <laughs> that was actually uh, <laughs> my sister uh wrote wrote it on my stomach and and yeah <laughs> turned it out pretty good but also also <laughs> they like when your you problem. yeah when you do this stuff i feel like because i'm i'm from japan foreign country like, kind of want to be respectful, you know. Like, not just stupid. I like USA. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So like, that was little, little bit aggressive for me. But I guess people liked it, so it's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, and hey, maybe maybe it's not. Uh, yeah, maybe that's not like as aggressive as you think. Like, I th- I think that was right in the in the sweet spot of of you paying like your respect to you know the us and because man it's it's a really cool vibe especially red butt like oh, that weekend fourth yeah. of july the crowd's going crazy and like it's so hard not to want to be a part of you know that <clears throat> that vibe going on i honestly i think you nailed it i think that yeah maybe don't think that that's maybe too far because i think that was like right in the sweet spot no thank you <laughs> good to hear from you <laughs> <laughs> so what what is I mean so I've got um, I'm real good friends with Taka mm-hmm. you know Taka from yeah so really good friend of mine so I've known him for uh, like a very very long time now uh, so I've always had a few um, like I guess Japanese like a connection with Japanese writers, because um, they spent quite a lot of time in in, in Australia but for people that don't know what motocross is like in japan can you give us a rundown of what uh, the sports like there what the racing's like there what's it like as a a part of japanese culture like i guess give give us all a a rundown on what what motocross is like there
1: what motocross like there in japan um obviously like the racing is same like um i mean not To like the amount of people is for sure less there over there um but yeah i I feel like i I think it's cool racing there but i feel like the the main difference is they're there i feel like they're missing on the the excitement parts of uh motocross i feel like mm, just race um go home nothing like
0: yeah yeah
1: mm, like uh, oh this like it doesn't like when I look at like um uh, like a ticket of Motocross Japan National or like a uh, like a website or, or something it I feel like it doesn't make me want to go there um,
0: Yes, yep. a little
1: bit like what is this spent you know not not too attractive yeah. So I mean, so that's why like I, <clears throat> if I have a time off, like for example last year right after, um, Pala, National, um, mm. I took a flight next day, went there, raced that weekend, um, to bring more people in and then, and then let them know how how like cool this event is, um, so yeah I'm i'm trying to do uh, give sports something back but it's it's kind yeah. of hard for me to do just by me you know so yeah yeah i i don't even, all i can do is just go out there you know um exp, not explain but like show people okay this sport is sick and and yeah bring more people in and that's all i can do so um yeah
0: yeah yeah well i think um it, i mean it was cool like i watched when when you went back and you rode especially i think because you're on the 450 mm-hmm. i think that that made a lot of people interested like to i guess get a bit of a peek into the future to see what it's like uh, for you on a big bike um but yeah i mean you definitely did bring bring attention to the the japanese nationals and i think um yeah, I think we we all should probably be a little bit more interested in the Japanese series because that's where all the factory bikes are. That's where the new models are going to be. Like Japan kind of is a, a cool place for the sport that we probably should put a little <clears throat> bit more attention on. And, but maybe just the fact that we haven't had one of the big stars come from Japan, maybe that's why we haven't you know the the attention doesn't kind of go there but Mm. i mean yeah i definitely found myself being extremely interested in that that race and also we've got jay wilson one of the australian riders he won the the 250 class championship there this year so i think a lot of aussies were more watching the the japanese series but yeah i think that by you going back there and it's cool that you have that passion to do that because be very easy for you to take a weekend off and not get on a plane and not fly back to Japan and you know you've just done a big hard season of racing so I think it is quite cool that you actually make that effort to go back and do that
1: No yeah I yeah I enjoy racing there so, um yeah I was I kind of I mean I appreciate like the team even the team Kawasaki uh, let me race there with 450 um, yeah surprising to me but yeah it was just all everything went good there so happy how it ended
0: dude and the track was sick huh
1: track honestly the track was really rough um it rained yeah the day before the race like it was started from mushy kind of soft dirt turned into like like the, the whole track was like really rutted so it was pretty cool
0: Yeah, man, it it looked sick, and there was some, there was like a bunch of videos floating around of you doing some really cool shit, like just going jumping super deep into uh, like into like rough straightaways and stuff. Like you made you made Japan look pretty dope for that weekend.
1: No, I I enjoyed it. I do enjoyed it a lot. (laughs) For sure.
0: So I was uh, I was talking to Taka actually after the race, and he said that you were on. Pretty much just a like a fairly stock 450 SR Kawasaki. Was that that's right?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's it's called I think 450 SR Edition.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. What what? Yeah, just a pipe on it, and that's it.
0: And it was it was pretty good. Like you made the thing look like it was a factory. <laughs> well, it's
1: it's like from from going to 250 to to 450, like like the power the power is enough i mean yeah. i'm not used to it used to the 450 either but yeah i hopped on it, it they're like do you need more power i'm like no i'm fine <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> tune <laughs> yeah, it down a little two, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah the bike's, nah, yeah, yeah, good. yeah you, made, you made that bike look yeah you made that thing look good and yeah i think taco was pumped because i think uh I know he puts a lot of effort into testing Mm. that particular bike and he's like a very, he's like a, I guess, just the ultimate Japanese, you know, mechanical-minded person.
1: Wait, are you talking about Taka Higashino?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, no, 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 Taka Higashino. No, uh, Taka uh, Katsuya. Oh, okay, that makes sense
1: now because...
0: He's like he said he's, oh, he's, he's been thought, testing I'm I like how does <laughs> he know?
1: freestyle rider testing <laughs> 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 no no no
0: no, no, no. Takashi.
1: Ta- okay okay yeah he's he's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no. he's the, he's the man but yeah he was like he was real he was like real proud he was like oh you know we set up the, the special racer and because I think that they were maybe worried that yeah you'd want more power and you'd want like way more from the bike than, than what they had but yeah he was stoked that you seemed to be like really happy with just like the fairly stock bike
1: no I, I was yeah I was fine with it just yeah no no worries <laughs> don't don't think too much
0: <laughs> that's so sick <laughs> so um, you you've been I, I actually didn't know maybe not many people maybe not enough people know but you've actually got a pretty sick YouTube channel that, oh, really? that you're doing and you speak yeah dude I I hadn't I had no idea how good the content was that you're putting out on that <clears throat> that YouTube channel and you're speaking in Japanese for most of those videos that is dope and you have to keep doing that
1: really um yeah I was planning to I was planning to do it but I mean the color <laughs> uh broken so but but yeah I uh what, what, what do you think of, like, me speaking English? Is it... Is it funny or, like, pretty natural? Like, th- no, the no, accent no, I think and stuff?
0: You, yeah. No, dude. You, you should not be in any way self-conscious about, like, the English or also, I actually don't think that you should avoid speaking Japanese either because, oh. so... So I think... um, So this is me speaking as like the content guy that wants to like grow the sport. Like I would like to have the sport more mainstream and make... And that's what I try and do with this podcast. Like that's why the YouTube thumbnails and the clickbaity titles. And I want to be able to catch the attention of people that don't really know or like aren't hardcore Supercross fans. Like they might see our thumbnail on youtube and be like oh what's that about you know they don't have to know motocross to want to watch Mm. our content and i think that you know like i've seen i've got a bunch of messages like a lot of messages from people that were like oh man i didn't really know what Supercross was but i started watching the podcast and like now i'm into it i'm gonna buy a bike and that's how i think we're gonna grow the sport and i think that's how you can use content and media to grow the sport um, and that's why I think with with you it's like you can reach such a crazy audience man like and especially in in Japan like I really think that by you speaking Japanese and by you like almost like making your content for the Japanese market in a way I think that's a way that you're going to be able to bring like a lot of attention and a lot of eyeballs to the sport because bro let's face it you're a good looking young Japanese kid that is like amazingly talented on the dirt bike and I think about I, I was thinking about this too before we started uh, or like when we when we said we wanted to do this like dude if if there's no Jet Lawrence like you're probably him in terms of the attention and the like people looking towards like this is the next big star like let's say let's just like erase jet from the from the yeah. sport like then you're the national champion for motocross and then so all of a sudden we've got this japanese kid that is like i said good looking young dude that's come over and just won this massive series right so you know i think that we pro like we probably don't give you enough credit in a sense but that's because jet is doing is doing his thing so it's like but it's not like there's only room for jet and not room for you so i think that you still just keep continuing to to grow your brand and Hmm. yeah i was watching the vlogs last night and i put the subtitles on so i could like you were speaking japanese but i could read everything that you were saying and then and then i think too like you know you're you're like I'm I'm guessing you're probably a little bit nervous doing, like, long podcasts in English because you're worried about, you know, sounding a certain way or, like, the accent. But in Japanese, that's your ultimate personality. Like, that's... You can express everything that you want to express. You've got the full... You've got the full language at at your disposal. You're not having to translate what you want to say in your head. So, for me, as a person that doesn't speak Japanese... Mm -hmm. I can watch your videos with the subtitles on and I get to really see your full personality. So, like, I don't think that you should worry at all about when you speak in English and, like, I don't think you should worry about your accent. I think just lean into it and enjoy, you know, like, enjoy the fact that you do speak two languages mm-hmm. and then when you've got the opportunity to... to uh, you know speak japanese on your own platform and your own videos bro i think honestly you should lean into that so hard because we're so used to yeah dude for sure man like i'm telling you and we're so used to watching things with subtitles these days it's not it's not uncommon it's not awkward like we put subtitles on our english videos (laughs) so you know people are people are are used to it so yeah i i'm telling you mate i i think that i think that you're uh it's like limitless what what you're able to do and then i think that if you really just go with full confidence like i'm sure you've got so many ideas in your head and i'm sure you've got so many things that you would want to do don't let any anything stop you don't have any doubts about um, you know, like, whether it's English or just zero doubts, bro. Like, you're honestly killing it, and I think that any ideas that, that you have, just go full head-on into it, because, like, we all want to see it.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I was, I just always thought, hmm, because I, when I do uh, YouTube videos, uh, either I speak in Japanese or less English, so... Uh, not making too much troubles, and I don't know it's sometimes i yeah i do I do feel like when I talk to someone, I feel like even myself, I'm throwing them or like they're not taking me serious enough, so I was like, yeah, just forget about the English part um and the use the Japanese or whatever, but yeah, um you know my <laughs> English is getting better too, so yeah, maybe I start using it a little more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, cause it, it would be, so my, my partner, she's not, she's not, uh, English isn't her first language. Mm. And so I think that I see, uh, I think I, I can see the, maybe some of like the insecurities that, that you'd have as like someone that speak in a second language, uh, or English, English is your second language. So, yeah, I think it would be quite quite hard and um, there would be like sometimes some doubt and confidence issues that you would have as a result of it, I imagine.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need, I need to do better. <laughs> but it'll yeah, be fine.
0: That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think... I, yeah, I don't think you do need to do better. I think like everyone understands, everyone is grateful to you know like have you in the sport and it's funny like okay so you talk about tucker higashino he's like the ultimate for just not giving a fuck like <laughs> he does not give a fuck at all no like that's true. <laughs> the funny and like wanky's wanky's the same you know like they they don't have like amazing english and they don't give a fuck like they just run it and they're so funny and they like fully like lean into it so yeah i think uh Uh, your English is going to get better over time but at the end of the day like who gives a fuck like you're you you're doing the best that you can and like we all just appreciate it
1: no for sure yeah (laughs) yeah that guy in one case super funny I watched one of the uh, (laughs) TVK's news channel thing (laughs) have you seen that before? it was I was dying laughing on that so
0: yeah they're they're super funny but they just run it man like they're they're not worried but I think you know maybe do you think that in supercross you just it's like very professional very like you know is that the thing where it's like oh they're freestyle on supercross it's like different
1: so like freestyle like um more of you know like (laughs) not not bad guys but (laughs) like you see like twitch twitch don't really care like showing smoking or something you know free about themselves which which i think is really cool um it looks fun it looks exciting but yeah like as like uh, because because i'm the, the racer is a little bit i feel like a little different more a little more um former like more more professionals so yeah i just don't really want to like um. Have any troubles? So yeah, mm. I, I just have to. I just have to be careful. You know. Maybe that's yeah. the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I don't. Th- it's not like it's not like you're out there smoking weed in your Tesla on the way to the test. <laughs> <though. laughs> yeah. <for> <laughs> <laughs> so I think you you're sweet you're sweet in that in that way. Um. Yeah, but. The vlogs, dude. So I think your, like your motocrosser nations vlog. Mm. I was. I think that's probably that was probably one of the coolest videos I've watched oh, really? in in a long time. And just to to see like the yeah like you interacting as like a you know with like Japanese like you're a Japanese like, you had a Japanese filmer and you're like you got to really just be yourself and like have that like your authentic personality without any translation or anything like that and yeah it was it was really cool and i i guess i just hadn't really thought about it too Mm. much but it was something that i like enjoyed enjoyed watching you know like just bang click the subtitles and and really get to see like see you do your thing
1: no i think i appreciate it (laughs) yeah maybe maybe i'll try to try to bring it back for when i'm when i'm actually back to racing make it more fun
0: yeah yeah so was that was that was that the plan this year you were gonna actually do some more videos and, and like do, kinda do the i YouTube do i
1: do yeah i was like um hiring one guy already ready to go uh but yeah it just i just canceled everything you know so i was yeah. gonna do it
0: yeah that's cool who was the filmer that you had doing it
1: um so one one week we did all the youtube stuff was his name is yu yamamoto he's actually uh from japan um likes to do this camera works and stuff so yeah we'll just book like pay for flights whatever hotel fees and and like um and like a daily salary thing and i just let him do all the social stuff
0: yeah yeah no well he he does a really he does a really good job dude like i think you guys yeah hopefully when you yeah get back to racing and especially like outdoors and yeah it'll be it'll be super cool do you know like do you get in and look at the analytics of youtube and see like where the audience is like how much is american how much is japanese oh
1: i don't know i never looked at it
0: no yeah you don't know what about on on your socials is it mostly american followers or um i, I don't even, honestly
1: i don't even know how to look at them like what like what part of the country <laughs> to c- catch the most eyes on but like you can see those stuff
0: yeah yeah oh really i, yeah, I, yeah, I you don't can know see all that stuff yeah it'd be it'd be interesting to know because like i look at you know I, I look at you like a um it's funny so before i started the podcast when i was doing like the filmmaking and all the documentary stuff we actually went to japan to film we were doing this documentary with like a music band they were american but they were going to tour with have you you know one okay rock
1: yeah yeah was it them
0: yeah so we were with those guys oh wow yeah that's pretty crazy so yes yeah so the band so we were with a band that was like under them and it was man, it was crazy. Like I remember, cause, so the singer, yeah, his parents are like really famous in Japan. Is that correct?
1: <clears throat> oh, I don't, I don't know the small details, but probably,
0: yeah. So from what from what they were telling me, um, yeah, the singer's parents are like the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie of Japan. Mm. So we'd like get to this hotel, and there was just like. Thousands and thousands of people trying to get a fo- like full paparazzi. It was like Justin Bieber shit, right? And so we like get off the plane, we get a bus, and then we go to the hotel. And there's just like all these people, and they're like having to like part the crowd so that the bus could get into the hotel. I'd never seen anything like it. And then when we went to we went to the show, there was fifty thousand people at the show. And it was, it was in Tokyo and it was like a, it was like a big airplane hangar kind of thing, you know, like where they put airplanes, like those huge buildings Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, 50,000 people were at this show and I just never seen anything like it. And it made me really think like, wow, Japan's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like really they get like, uh, like they get, have like a crazy fan kind of, um, uh, how would you say it? Like a. I don't know. It's like a, they really love their big stars and and like big celebrities and stuff. And I just I, I look at you and it's like cool look. You know, you got like tattoos, really cool style. You look like one of those rock star kids <laughs> that we were with. And I was like, I was like, Joe Shimoda could be a rock star like this in Japan. Yeah, I just
1: you know I yeah I just gotta <laughs> I guess I gotta try to catch more attention for for this sport. But yeah, the fan. No, honestly, fans—they're like really cool. Um, like, how do you say it? like fa- like a f- not just a fan, like a fan fan. Once you you're like the sport and stuff. Yeah. Like I went back there. Um, maybe I got like hmm, like lots of lots of like hand gifts that they get. Uh, for me like they gave for me to take I left the track with some so many stuff it was pretty crazy
0: yeah and and yeah that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about like Japanese culture has like a a real appreciation like if you're a fan of somebody in Japan then you're like a fan fan you'll really love that that person and I think that it's quite a cool part of the culture in Japan I think
1: yeah and, yeah, and also, um, one thing I, I thought about uh, when I went back, um, so you know like how in here, when once, once you're at the race and people want to take pictures and stuff, like free to ask, right? Like just, you know, asking athletes, can I take a picture with you? And I think which is cool. Um, Japan, like the people are so not shy, but respectful. They don't like ask for the photos. It was surprising. Like they like, I come back from like track, walk around in the pit, um, just standing there, not asking anything. And I walk up, take a picture with one yeah. one like a little kid, and then he's like, "Oh, you take pictures?" And they're like, "Can I take one? Can I take one?" So like, I was surprised. Like, just like I just told him, like, just ask me anytime or any rider. They'll uh, love to do that. <laughs> so it was so much different
0: that's cool so was was it your first time back since you've been maybe like this popular or this successful so and was there a big difference from like the last time you were there to this time
1: yeah so what was different was like the last time I raced there was seven years ago on on uh, 85, wow. 85 so it was like I was I was so raced the amateur class you know so it was the first time that I went back as a pro so that I think that was one of the reason that was like pretty good impact on them
0: were you surprised at the response that you got or because it'd be very hard <coughs> to know what to expect
1: oh my god yeah like uh honestly like the the truck the, the place that we did the race was not big enough for all ho- oh, like the people really? to come yes like like literally um, so you get off this like freeway thing um, to the track probably takes about hmm, 15 minutes um, took about like two hours from like exit exec- of the freeway really? to just to get in the track like people some people didn't even get to see like the re- like actual race I think um
0: that's amazing
1: yeah like on, honestly like li- like uh, really surprised me I I'll like come off of like of the van or like the, the semi that they provide for me like I kind of wanted to like watch the track and stuff like look at writers, riders but I couldn't even get to the track because so many people like asking for like you know handshake or something so um yeah, it was, it was honestly, like, it surprised me. It threw me off.
0: Dude, I think that's very special. And that's, that's kind of, that's really cool to hear because that's kind of how I imagine that it should be for you. Like, I really think that, you know, you've, you've really done something quite special for, you know, Japanese fans and, and the sport. And like I said, man, like most of the bikes that are on the start line, you know like or most of our manufacturers where it's Japanese like the Japanese engineers built our sport and you know like they haven't they haven't got to have a person to really cheer for like it's such a it's such an important thing that I, I think that that you've done and it's uh it's also quite cool that you're willing to like lean into it and you're willing to like almost give yourself to that that cause because I think that you know there's there's different there's different attitudes you could take so you could be the guy that goes I just want to focus on my racing I just want to I don't really care about that I don't want to and you know Chad Reed sort of did that a little bit as a as an Australian, like. He was in the 450 class or the 250 mm-hmm. class in Supercross then and he was so focused on racing and he didn't... He wasn't going back to Australia to race all the time. Like maybe I think, you know, once or twice he sort of did it and uh, and you can't blame a rider for that. You know, that's a... It's very hard to do the, the job that, that you do. Um, but yeah, I just think it's very cool that you're so committed to your racing, you're putting in the results that, that you're putting in, but at the same time you're also dedicated to going back to your country and being the role model and, and being the ambassador. <clears throat> and yeah, I just I think that um, I think that it's like a, a special thing and I I'm really glad to hear that it was like that for you. Like I I would be very bummed if you could walk around the track and nobody talk to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well like because so many so many people told me um Japan's motocross Motocross thing Is not gonna go for long They said But um, I'm like So like I expected maybe hmm, Let's say Maybe max a thousand people At the event When I went back But yeah it just threw me off Like I think at least there was like 7,000 or more which is pretty rare because the place we did uh, the race was in like middle of nowhere so like people will have to pay yeah. you know kind of a lot to get in like just to get there um, yeah so really like um, I'm I'm pretty like just thankful for them like just showing up to the just to the, the actual event and get to watch and you know mm. like feel this like because when you watch in person it's different like that you can feel this yep. energy you know and i feel like with having so many that many people i think they felt i hope I me mean, i hope they felt that energy um hopefully yep. they'll be back on for next year or something
0: so I, do you think you'll do the same thing like is it maybe just going to be a thing that you do Every year, you'll try and go back and do one of those one of those Japanese races.
1: Yeah, so if I have a good time off and have opportunity to race there, yeah, I would I would go um, every once every year. Yeah,
0: it's uh it's probably getting a little bit harder with the schedule though. A little bit, but um,
1: I mean, just one race, you know, so. And then you're coming off out from yeah. outdoor, out you know. So, uh, I th- I think it shouldn't be that hard. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. I just hope that we can do it again,
0: dude. If you uh, if you go back this year, I'll try and come. I'll try and, oh, really? come and watch and like come and film and yeah do something because I've been wanting to go. Uh, I've been wanting to go do a trip over there anyway and I've been <laughs> I've been talking to Taka and trying to get him to convince Kawasaki to make a 350 oh. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like pushing him and I'm like alright I'll come over I'll talk to the bosses I'll shake some hands I'll tell them I'll tell them that they need to need to make a 350 so maybe it's a little little trip that I could do and, and go and watch then maybe I'd uh, get the, the tour of Japan with Joe Schmoda
1: that'll be that'll be fun <laughs> that'll be fun <laughs> um,
0: would, would you would you ride a cowie
1: 350 yeah <laughs> i mean anything really <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm, I'm have I'm, you um yeah. have
0: you ever rode a three have you ever rode a 350 no never oh, okay yeah see there we go we need to we need to get imagine like just something right in the middle like not not quite a 450 power but uh like a real well i mean probably your pc race bike is basically Mm. what a normal (laughs) like a 350 basically
1: it's it's funny because there's a kind of a lot of bike i never rode um like um Mm. in my culture we don't have the 50 pee wee, -wee, the 50 you know like the fast fast 50 two-shot one I I rode uh, yep, yep. <laughs> um, Q- QR fifty, which is yep, you know yep. that what that is. It's like a it's like a piece of like a yeah, like yeah, a small yeah, one. Yeah. Like it looks like a toy. Yeah. Um yeah. Yep. I started riding that. I was racing on that actually, and then that to that to sixty five. It's kind of like big change, you know. Um,
0: massive, dude. Massive, massive jump.
1: Yeah, like uh i'm like i'm riding 65 and then i see these peewee like 50 kids like jumping this big tabletop and stuff i'm like kind of like high danger (laughs) um (laughs) because the wheels are so small but yeah like there's a lot of things that i didn't know or i didn't like um it took me a while to, like, figure something. Like, for example, suspensions. I rode stock, the bone stock suspension till like, beginning, maybe, like, middle of 85, I think. Really? Yeah, like, because I came here with stock suspensions. Um, I thought it was pretty good, like, pretty stiff and stuff. And then, long time ago, you, you know Joshua varies
0: yeah 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 he
1: was like good friend of me and then because he had pretty good suspension on his bike so i was like mm, can i try that bike uh or, or he said try try this bike for a little bit and tell me how it feels and it was like super like obviously really good but i didn't like it at first because i was not used to it at all so <laughs> i mean nowadays i realized that was pretty crazy that i was trying to go i was trying to match the pace with having like a all stock thing it's kind of hard to do nowadays yeah, because the yeah. kids are so fast you know so yeah
0: it's it's crazy the level of amateur race it's you know, crazy in america it's just there yeah. it's insane bro yeah like i was thinking you know you, you see those there was like all the practice clips that were coming out of um Hayden Deegan on the weekend at, at A2 and like insane corner speed and the way that the way that he was riding the track. Like that's his first time in an indoor and all those kids were just ripping. It's like, what is going on? Like,
1: you know, uh, the number 300 on the Kawasaki Kid? Uh, oh, I'm not sure. Like really good whipping at Adams, maybe? Um, no, well anyway, I'm not sure. I think maybe. he's one of the team green kid he throws like a big whip with like knack knack and stuff on 85 <laughs> I'm watching Nothing I'm way. like I'm watching that like even like I don't know a few weeks ago I'm like <laughs> 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 don't look at me <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> oh that's so funny
1: yeah it's just it's, yeah a little a little too much I think <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, dude it's just it's it's insane when you just see but you think about the the time those kids get to to ride you know like we had the had basher on the podcast before uh before this one and he's just he talked about living at mtf and just from you know nine years old just riding every single day just for hours and hours you know like yeah I'll put uh. I've I've had my I've had my 350 since like 2020 and it's got 60 hours on it. <laughs> like Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, he'd do that in a week. So
1: that's like so that's like also another thing in in Japan. Um when I was little, I w- I would only do riding weekends. Like I would just mm. go school. Um even when I Came here, like we get, we got a visa and stuff. Um, stayed here for like a full time. Uh, I would go to public, public school, and and uh, ride, ride in like a, you know Paris night and stuff. Um, nighttime riding and then Saturday, Sunday a little bit. Yeah, so it's just crazy that the people can ride, you know, every day doing this. For sure, the kids gotta be fast.
0: <laughs> do you think? Do you think that? Um, would you have liked to ride every day, or are you kind of glad that you had a more normal childhood?
1: No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much for me. Yeah. I yeah I just. Hmm. <laughs> it, this is just my feeling, but I just like to ride two to time weekend I mean week maybe three yeah um, yeah for tr- for sure it's important to train more but if I didn't have any trainer or anyone just training by myself I, I would probably write two maybe three a week yeah yeah
0: And and what's your like what's the thinking behind that for you like why why does that why would that work better for you do you think well
1: so like <clears throat> I love racing the event of Supercross but like I said I I didn't start riding dirt bike as like a um like I didn't have any like role model for me So if I like dirt bike or not I like it but I don't love it love it Like I never yeah. had the days like I woke up in the morning I want to go ride dirt bike it's like I mean not to mean disrespectful, but um i i take it I take it serious because I'm at the good good position with the team, maybe have a good um uh, shot up taking the title, so that's my that's my motivation um but yeah, I just love racing you know so that's why it gets me going but yeah, yeah. yes if people tell me if you want to ride per bike every day mm-hmm, I will consider about it just, just <laughs> yeah. different you know A- and it's, I think
0: yeah. that yeah 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 and I think that's completely fine to say you know like the and, and again there's there's guys that you know and so Formula 1 for example they're never in the car yeah. that doesn't mean that you know it doesn't mean that they don't you know want to win and that they're not doing their best to to do it but like you just can't train in a Formula 1 car every day and then you keep other interests outside the sport and then you you don't get burnt out as quick you can have a longer career because you're not just like every single day so I think, yeah, like you could even hear you're like a little bit, like, oh, I don't even know if I want to actually say that, like, maybe it yeah, sounds it just like, bad to it, say. It sounds like, but I don't think it is. Yeah, so it sounds like
1: if you don't like it, why are you doing it, right? I think, well, I think mm. people are gonna say that, which I totally get it, but yeah, I well, I realized this only a few years ago. Maybe uh my favorite thing to do is is uh, that the event you know the that the hype and the people mm. that's what I like about this sport I still like the sport I just if they if people tell me if you're riding if you like riding two wheels I'm like I like it but not like love love it you know yeah uh, and I yeah. think
0: that's fair enough you know it, and it's a it's a good it's your job like it's and you've got a really great job and you love doing your job but yeah, you don't have to just love the you know every single part about you know the training and all that sort of stuff. I know, I know Formula One drivers where if you give them a chance to drive a go kart, they'll laugh at you. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, "I'm not fucking doing that. That sounds terrible." Yeah, no,
1: yeah, it's just like, yeah, just different.
0: Yeah. So what? What is like? the main interests that you've got outside of racing. So like if if you don't love love motocross and you but you love like the racing, yeah. what's the thing that you do are like really passionate about? What's the things that you're thinking about when you're not dirt bike riding? Well, I honestly
1: um I just miss my friends family always, you know, um because I grew up in Japan. I would always go out with friends you know just to eat dinner or something and uh, yeah yeah that's 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 the the only thing I miss the most Uh, in struggles not struggle but made me rethink sometime because I don't get to see the friends often Um, so yeah my like my hobby or favorite thing to do outside of motocross is probably just just seeing family um i'll I'll go back to japan we have like we have like we have a parents house obviously and my grandma's house uh my parents uh, my mom is here so i always see her so i'll stay in my grandma's house for like two weeks straight like just I i can't get away with it it's like it never like gets boring always enjoy my time with my grandma and stuff and uh yeah just also but i you know i just take that as an another like a uh, motivation for me you know i do this all the yeah, work yeah, here yeah. you know get um maybe a li- make a little more money come back to japan just two weeks straight um party <laughs>
0: oh that's sick uh the it 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 is like a I guess it maybe can you explain I guess the culture in Japan around family because I think that you know like I'm about to well first of all too like I fully understand what what you mean uh like I lived in America for almost like eight years and was away from like family and and friends and it's definitely like a, a really hard thing to do to know that, you know, you are missing out on this time and because of Instagram and because we're all so connected, like you can see all of the things that your friends are doing and you're not there and you're not a part of. So it does make it, it, it it's it's hard to go through that. But, you know, it is, like you said, a bit of extra motivation to to want to be successful and You know be financially set up and you know maybe you can be a part of like taking care of your grandma and um and that so but i guess culturally what is i guess how does family kind of play into your life in japan do you think that maybe there's like more of a focus on family and like being together and and spending that time together in japanese culture so so yeah
1: um culture difference Mm. I mean there's a lot of things But How do you Actually maybe there's not a culture difference Maybe Just because um, I was with my family They live close to me um, Yeah. All the friends from school um, Are close to me So I had a lot of people That's around me And I come here So maybe I hmm, I struggle on the amateur days because like I said I love racing racing spirit the nerves and stuff I love it but to wheels like as an amateur we don't get to have not as big fans uh, not like cool stadium and stuff always training training we'll go to local races or regionals and then Loretta is the biggest race Um, so I mean, I'll still get through it, but, but like, struggle to have fun just living. Be- mm. Just because I, like, so first three years, I went to public school. Okay, so, and zero speaking English. Um, <laughs> maybe I, f- I made one friend. Like, really? one good friend. He's a friend of me right now, too. He's actually really cool. He rides dirt bike, too. Um, yeah, so... It just like from having okay every day you have like two or three people around you, like you know, good friends to to nothing every day. Just um, go out, go out from the house, go to school. You do this all all the work, not talking to or can't talk to anyone because of your English skill. Mm. Just really, I. F- I honestly I when I was at the school I maybe speak none because like mm. so I've just felt out too much of the English barrier it was whole another uh, language yeah. so yeah so like what's the fun at this point like you have no friends yeah. and only one maybe two of your family in in uh, your house and and yeah, struggle a little bit, but as the time go on, um, you know, start to open up a little more, and then and then it got better and better. Now, like right now, I'm I'm, I feel like I'm a little more settled. But but yeah, like yeah. if yeah, like if people tell me w- where do you want to live right now, I would probably pick Japan. But yeah, just the sport mm. is so amazing here, so that's why I stay. But yeah, maybe. I don't think it's a culture different thing. I think it's just, it's just me. It's just the ink. That yeah, it's crazy. Like the the um, language is so. It's difficult. Like imagine imagine walking out the door right now, um, and you can't speak the English. That's how I felt like. So, yeah, like uh, maybe that's the part of it. Being I'm maybe a little more nicer personality now because. I know, I know the feeling of those persons, you know, that's what I think. Mm. I don't think it's yeah, a culture it's,
0: thing. It's, yeah, no, that's fair to say. I think, um, yeah, it it is, it is like such a, a big deal because like you probably come across as very shy to people and you probably come across like very quiet and make people think like that's your personality. And then I think that people like almost would interact with you like oh he's very shy but then it's like in reality if we took you from here and just to Japan around your friends around your family like you might be the most loud extroverted funny like expressive person but just because you couldn't speak the language in the same way you can't express that same personality oh for sure so it's almost like you would be like two different people like the person that you would be in japan is completely different mm-hmm. to the person in america but inside you're the same person but you just can't uh express it to the world here yeah
1: yeah that, i think that's the that's the thing
0: <laughs> like um and, and that would feel quite that would feel quite hard and and like frustrating it's almost like almost like you would have been like trapped inside yourself in a way
1: yeah because it's the it's the problem you can't fix it like that so yeah very very stressful but but i'm fine you know it's it's done now
0: (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. hey give me one second i just gotta open this door real quick sorry hang on one sec Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Way back, baby. Way back. (laughs) Um, Do you... Hey, by the way, this is fucking awesome. You're doing really good. I um I'm having a really good time.
1: Oh thanks. <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> so so think about this, right? Imagine how crazy it's gonna be in the future <clears throat> with like have you ever seen the like Elon Musk with like the Neuralink and putting chips in people's brains and all the shit that's going on there?
1: I did, yeah, I heard about it.
0: So could you imagine you have like a the next generation of Japanese kids that come over like you, but you got like a Neuralink chip in your brain and you can just like learn English or you don't even have to learn English. Like you can just speak Japanese to English people and then they just instantly understand everything that you're saying. Like imagine living in that world. Very helpful. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's, it's like, I don't think that's impossible thing.
0: No, I I think, I think it's happening. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, that will be so crazy. That will be crazy. Yeah. For sure. So was English just hard it's just hard for you, or like, do you think like learn? Because some people, <clears throat> like, so like I said, my my girlfriend, she speaks like three languages. Oh wow! Okay. And we we travel, and she just like learns shit like straight away when it comes to comes to language. So I think that you know, like, some people, it, it seems like it just comes easier to than others. Like, do you think that English was just like a? It's a just a hard language to learn um, from Japanese or do you reckon like you maybe just aren't that talented at at languages
1: no so it's like at first like I I didn't travel here for studying so like I came here nothing prepared like that's the first thing and then um, also like from starting zero I would I would work on it but it just like so like hard to um learn it like by yourself like makes sense like yeah 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 it's it, it'll be helpful if let's say if I go to this um like a, another family who can speak English and Japanese that could help me yeah like yeah. okay he what's this word mean and they'll probably explain it to me but each word you type in try to remember um and you kind of remember next day maybe forget repeat repeat and then yeah yeah. and then you get little by you get you know start to talk a little by little so yeah well well good well honestly good thing my mom was really um um pushing me on the education side so yeah. I, it, it's like I hate it at that moment like I don't mind going to school studying but just because I don't understand it because I was hating it so much but now like yeah. I look back it helped me a lot like because I go to school and then try to ride like, ride, like maybe hour or two In the afternoon on the summer days, come back home like six, eat dinner, shower, and I'll study from like the time I get back to the house like five, maybe four or five, like to like eleven p.m. every day. So it was it was super like I was kind of almost crying at moment, but uh, super hard that that one moment. But it's like right now. uh, if i can't speak more than i might right now it's i'm probably gonna struggle a little more so um very thank- thankful but it's just different you know like
0: yeah yeah oh man like it, it's uh i couldn't imagine yeah i mean personally i couldn't imagine going and and doing what what you've done and like the it's hard enough to be a pro dirt bike you know like professional supercross racer as it is without you know throwing that like challenge into the mix and you know you've got it's not even just the language that you're trying to learn like you're trying to get better at as a rider and as an athlete and you know there's there's definitely like a lot a lot on your plate
1: no for sure but it's done now (laughs) so yeah
0: yeah that's it so uh focusing on a little bit of of some of the the races or like the the racing side of things okay pretty pretty cool to obviously like geico so you did your first uh like the first little stint at, at geico that was the the first deal and then they end up closing down and then you find yourself at pro circuit what was that like to, to get a pro circuit ride? Because that's like the dream for so many dudes. Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean, it's a dream team. But like, like I said, like I, um, in, my, in, like, in my mind, okay, as long as I'm in factory ride and my, don't let my parents pay for anything, yeah, I'll stay here, um, do what I can do. Make a living out of it. But I mean, if I missed out on the factory rise, uh, I was thinking, like, just go back to Japan. Like, no question. Yeah, I, really? I, I was like, no, no point being here. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of stressful a little bit when the Geico shut down. And then, so I got a podium on the last round of outdoor. I, th- I think that that kind of made and it, it's the rookie year too it's it's hard to yeah you know put put in good results like you're unsure of so many things so um, yeah yeah so, so like yeah that that kind of helped a lot and then yeah like th- very thankful for, for my manager Lucas for uh, putting my place like making my place there <clears throat> and yeah yeah, it was supposed to be only Supercross deal at first and they extended it and then actually actually got my first win with him so that was really cool and then outdoors I had some podium here and there it was a, it was a good season so yeah I don't
0: <laughs> yeah I think uh, I, th- I think the they're there probably like you probably were one of the guys what that when Geico did shut down where it was probably a little bit like oh yeah he might not get a ride you know and and you you weren't really the big name because I would no, say yeah. right now you're one of the big name guys in the sport but then I mean you really weren't the the big name guy that it wasn't like a guarantee that you would no not at all. get that factory ride but <laughs> But then, when you when you did, like, man, you, I think you're probably pro circuits like main rider now. I would say, which is crazy to think that just a couple of years ago you were thinking maybe I'll just be going back mm. to Japan.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. How like what the, the confidence? I mean, that's really, um, yeah. On the on the um, Geico ride, that's my first year. My like on the starting gate, my leg will literally shake. I'm like I'm, really? I'm telling guys guys I can't even like grip my bike right now like that like <laughs> cause it's so like I don't know I just I, I just took it a little different like cause never had this much of big like not pressure but like excitement in Japan so it was it was mm. kind of first time yeah. for me I'm like damn like this is it's pretty crazy you know so like I have my <laughs> leg shaking I can't even like I don't, I didn't even have a grip strength um yeah
0: so yeah it, it, it makes sense man it, it makes sense that you would have been a extremely overwhelming uh thing to, to have to go through and yeah to feel like maybe you don't belong here like maybe i'm not fast enough but when did it start to turn around because now like i said you're one of the main dude like if you didn't hurt your collarbone i'm looking at you and hunter the battle for the supercross championship this year and i think everyone's looking at you like that
1: (laughs) no that's that's really really thankful but um only only the thing i had since i was little i had a really well I had a good um, fitness I would say like Mm. I was able to like push fine at the races I mean obviously not like up here but as a rookie it's kind of hard to like push full for 30 minutes but I was like okay with that so always you know shaky shaky start (laughs) bad start and then and then I'll come back to like 7th, 8th And then yeah Last round of <laughs> outdoor uh, For the first time I, I got a good start um, Just kept the pace And then and then landed on the podium So I feel like Yeah, the, the fitness um, Like that's what's helping me right now too If I didn't have a fitness like last outdoors um, Obviously Jett and Hunter is really fast Justin Cooper is fast So um. Yeah, one of my I think strongest thing is. Um. I'm. Not not the best, but I'm okay with like pushing to the end. So. That helped me a lot.
0: And and so you'd think that's just natural. Like even since you're a kid, you're always just really fit.
1: Mm, not. Not really. I was fit at first, but I just when I train, I never, uh, not really, I didn't really give up on anything, but always, mm. I was always riding like 90%. So maintaining, maintaining. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like beginning of the motor, I'll be kind of slow, but I have a, a big feel to the end. And in some yeah, races yeah. that kind of helped me, but yeah, now I'm, I'm at the good spot.
0: Well, I think I think the other thing that that probably helps you with your like being there and being strong to the end is just like your technique on the bike is just crazy good. Like, I mean, you're one of the riders where you can pause the video and every time you pause the video, you're just perfectly stacked in line. Like your technique it never it never seems like you're in bad positions on the motorcycle and I, I think that's another little secret as to why you know you're able to be fit is because you're just very very efficient when you ride.
1: Oh thank you uh-huh. yeah that's that's the um, strong part of me I think and and that's a not, uh, also another <laughs> thing that's why um, people tell me I'm sandbagging. <laughs> because how my writing looks like, really? like, so... <laughs> but I'm really not. I'm trying my best, so...
0: <laughs> where? So, where did you get that technique from? Is that something that, like, your dad was really good with, or, like, you study the, the, the riders? Because, like, to me, you're, like, the Japanese Ken Roxton, I think.
1: Oh, well... Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't good at all at first, like... Clutch, pulling clutch wide open, and kind of sketchy type of rider <laughs> at first. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my dad, uh, my my dad liked uh, you know Stefan Everts.
0: Yeah, yes, sir. Right,
1: he loved like uh, his standing up style, like just how he ride the motorcycle. Yeah, so <laughs> I uh, I did one of the race without the, like a seat cover. He's like. You go race like (laughs) this, you're not gonna sit once. I'm like, All right. Whatever (laughs) race like that (laughs) and stuff. But most of my technique come from I think I had a um trainer, my first trainer, his name is Yanin Kavella. Um, we we worked on so many standing up, um fundamental thing. Trying less break, less clutch. There's all like all little like fundamental stuff, like simple stuff, but like over, over time, like just came little natural to me. Um, still yep. like lots of way to work, but, um, smoother side, like, yeah, I think he helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, yeah, I think you're one of the rare riders that you've got that really good technique and so smooth, when you ride but you've got like your own style like you don't look like a a robot when you ride and you you know you've got (coughs) cool positions that you kind of get it and you've got your own flair but then every time you pause that video like it's it's perfect it's a cool it's like a kind of a cool balance to have i don't think i think you either get people that are like loose as fuck and just sending it and like swinging off the clutch and holding the thing wide open or you've got the guys that are like perfect technique and they look yeah. like robots and I think you've got like a really good mix of those two things
1: yeah I mean also, also though every every writer want to post better videos you know um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you're good good like good day good side video all the time
0: yeah so yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's true I hey? like right. Instagram versus reality yeah it's
1: like there's no way people are perfect like that every lap so no choose the good ones
0: (laughs) yeah that's cool uh yeah no i I mean it's just i think watching yeah like uh, i think it's especially hard to do in the races as well right so like it's really easy to ride with like that great technique and that fluid kind of style when you're practicing but you know to be able to actually do it in the race as well and i think that's one of the other things that you do well is like you stay quite true to your like technique and your form in the motors maybe that's why people think you're sandbagging <laughs> probably
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> people tell me do better <laughs> but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's why people used to say that to kevin windham they'd be like oh you're not even trying
1: yeah well I always say, um, nobody asked their opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Um, so, you, so you had a few. So we'll go back to Supercross last year. You were extremely fast in Supercross last year, but you had some big crashes, and there was the the one where you scrubbed the shit out of the that double coming into the turn and (laughs) you know you had that that big cartwheel there what was that it like to go through that season where you had so much speed but well it's sort of I think last year maybe just to go back a little bit even so the year before you had such good results and you showed so much like big potential where I think everyone started looking at you as a big title contender guy and then last year it seemed like you kind of had some bad starts and you it's almost like you knew that you should have been doing better than you were and so you were pushing so hard but then that kind of made some crashes happen. What was that year like? Did you feel the expectations and a bit of pressure and like you were trying to make the podiums happen um, a bit more and yeah, like maybe that led to some crashes or? Yeah, so I... Um
1: yeah I, th- I I was riding pretty good on off uh off season and then yeah I th- I think I don't know I think I to me I just had lack of um of myself like setting up the bike better I sh- I struggle if, mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of w- th- didn't know what I was doing to set up the bike enough so like i'll get this I'll, i was yeah. like getting this weird unpump that, that i that i never had um
0: yeah yeah
1: like yeah just those little small thing like if you want to it's like at one point like you can you can go fast on any bike right but at one point i like a setup will like help you like ton ton of like it's a big change yeah, you know yeah and i feel like outdoors that's like another thing, like outdoor, I was riding okay because you can kind of get away with mistakes and fitness. Um, yeah. But supercross, like so small mistake turns into like a big crash or like losing, yeah, losing a second is it's kind of big. So. Um, yeah. To me, I, fitness was fine. Um, speed at the track, yeah, capable of, of doing well, but just the lack of uh, making small changes changes, in, during the race day and strategy. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So I was stressed about like arm pop. Why am I getting it? Like, like it's like I, mm. I, I'll, I'll line up to the gate. Okay, I'm going to get arm pop around like seventh lap. Like planning, trying to plan yeah. ahead but not in a good way. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, when you have this little unsure thing here and there, it's like that turned into those big crashes, and then, and that's what happened, I think.
0: And and was there any of the, at any point, does it enter into your mind that you have an expectation because of how well you did the year before? Honestly, I. I haven't felt like comfortable running up front in supercross
1: yet like maybe either because I'm not strong on the body side or the setup or yeah I don't know why I always um, uh, outdoor I felt comfortable uh, running up the pace but supercross when you're at like a top three pace I was like I can I can do it, but can I do it for a long time? Like unsure. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but yeah, this. I mean, it just sucks. Yeah, no, that this makes year. sense. Yeah, but it just sucks that this year I was honestly feeling pretty pretty good. Like I'm not gonna say anything yeah. that, like i I'm gonna compete for winning or not. But in looking at the past few years uh to now it's like not not like faster but more like like stronger like everything's tighter like um like it's it sounds kind of stupid but like i i kind of start to knew like what i'm doing does that make sense
0: yeah yeah i to no man it, it makes it it makes total sense i think uh yeah there's a there's a thing i was actually texting with ac the other day mm. and um and so i me- I just messaged him and i was like bro i'm so pumped for you like you're back at the races you're getting great starts you're up front like yeah you're fading back a little bit but there's a momentum that these other boys have and like you remember when hunter had like his bad seasons with injury yeah And then he'd come back and like there was that moto where he really took it to AC at parlor. And it was like, we all got to look in that one moto at what he's capable of, but his body wasn't there. Mentally, he wasn't there. Maybe the setup wasn't there because you can't just snap your fingers and be a hundred percent. There's, and there's so much momentum that you have to build as a racer and you put in like good season after good season after good season and and it starts to like really um it's like a compounding effect and i think that you know what you're saying and what you're experiencing is like i think you're just experiencing compounding and like learning and every year you get a little bit better and you get a little bit more knowledge and your body adapts uh Mm -hmm. a little bit more and you know there's there's things that in this sport like you just can't make it happen overnight and i think that's why it's so hard to to be at the top level
1: no for sure yeah definitely definitely supercars. um yeah you just even if you just try to go fast for a lap
0: yeah yeah
1: it's like you you kind of can't you have to know like how to go first and uh, like fast
0: yeah yeah Yeah. it's
1: honestly it's crazy yeah like shredding a turn doesn't mean yeah and i think like go ahead yeah
0: no for sure and like i think um ac he what he ended up saying was and so i basically was like you know you look at the guys up front like you've got eli's coming off great seasons sexton's been building for the last few years webb has been a two-time champion and so these guys like they have this momentum and he replied back and he said like yeah i've i'm doing 80 and feels like i'm going 100 and those guys are doing 80 and it feels like they're going 40 so it's like the speed like you're saying you're not necessarily going faster this year but you probably if you're doing 80 you probably feel like you're doing 40 this year as opposed to yeah kind last of like year that. you were doing 80 but it felt like you were doing 80
1: yeah exactly what you that's the kind of feeling i have yeah like when I do moto um yeah just everything was stronger um consistent um yeah just literally I would um I I just had to plan ahead a little more better planning ahead so yeah just sucks (laughs) sucks to have my collarbone broken but I'll be I'll be back in like you know shortly I hope and then I don't I don't think I will lose everything in two three weeks so no yeah we'll see I don't don't think so either
0: so was it cool to do the full outdoor season last year and be like you well you got better as the year went on and then to the point where you know you're on the podium overall I mean you're on the podium most weekends and then you know you finished on the podium in the overall championship like there's got to be so much lessons that are learned in a year like that and just to be in the hunt every single weekend and to to get wins and to to get podiums like that's to me seems like a lot of that momentum that you would build
1: no for sure yeah, from the gate drop number one from Pala to last gate drop, uh, Pala, is so much difference. Just lining up to the gate. Um, you know, kind of, kind of, you already know like you're going to get a good start. Um, yeah. And strong to the end. So, yeah, it's, it's just crazy what like this experience and th- the confidence can do really like it's so hard to explain this you know
0: yeah 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 but man do you think about the difference of like the the kid on the Geico in the rookie season with the legs shaking and not being able to hang on to the to the bike to you know I'm sure you would have probably felt like a bit of a beast at the end of the moto oh for sure at the end of that season like ready for anything
1: no for sure racing felt fun more (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah oh yeah because I think like you know the that feeling it it must be so uncomfortable to that rookie season that you're explaining like your legs are weak and your arms like there must just be terrifying to know that you've got to go and battle yeah. on those tracks <laughs> <I'm> also <laughs> like like that
1: <laughs> so like I just you can't you can't even just ride a motorcycle like I'm like, what am I doing in here right now? Like, it's like only 50% of your body is working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. throw me
1: off, but... Oh, some people are different. Some people are fine, but I'm... I guess I'm a little more sensitive. Um, yeah. But yeah, just... Yeah, glad I figure out little by little... <laughs>
0: Yeah, but there you you can definitely see that there's like a yeah there's you know the kind of like shy quiet Joe Shimoda off the track, but on the track like there definitely does seem to be like you've got that fight warrior kind of spirit. Like how do how do you think how do you think about that mentally? Like do you do you have any like a uh, you know are you channeling any like Energy, like Japanese warrior spirit <laughs> type of vibes. Like, do you do you have that in your mind as like a as like a racer, or your like dad teacher taught lessons? You know,
1: I don't know. <laughs> um, my only motivation while I'm racing is like a fighting motivation. Is like, I like to come down the laps. Like I'll yeah. I'll set up before the race how many laps that I have and then yeah it's like the spirit when I race like you get you obviously get tired and some people maybe you know like especially like outdoor hot long you kind of want to yeah. quit but yeah I I don't honestly like I don't have a problem with that pushing to the end. Uh, yeah never run into that yet
0: yeah and that's what i mean like it you you know that quiet kind of shy guy off the track but yeah on the track like you definitely can tell that you're a gnarly dude that just does you're not gonna you know you're not gonna back down
1: no for sure <laughs> yeah it surprises myself too like i will like re watch the videos and like it's crazy like like i say, it's crazy that i'm doing this um I'm watching myself telling myself like, that's, that's not me. (laughs) That's someone else on the bike, (laughs) literally. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, a little like hidden part of your personality that kind of like only comes out on the bike because, so when I, I'm like, I do, I'll do jujitsu, right? And I have that that same thing like I feel like I'm a very like nice person in in real life and I'm I never want to like you know find I would never want to actually get in a fight with somebody I always want to be like real respectful but then I watch myself do jiu-jitsu I'm like holy shit you are the biggest asshole in the world like you look like you want to kill everybody so it's kind of like the it's almost like uh there is that part of myself that's like in my personality but it only comes out when i'm doing jiu-jitsu and it's almost like for you you're the quiet like very nice guy but then you get on the track and it's like he a dog <laughs>
1: yeah i got that dog in me <laughs> <laughs> dude how good is that mean <laughs> <It's> so funny
0: <laughs> uh, i was uh I was, I was talking to Tyler Keith the other day on the phone and, and we, were, we were actually talking about Deegan and I said the, the the whole dog thing. He's like, what's that mean, bro? Like, everyone always says that dog and I'm like, I'm like I don't know, bro. You know, he's got that dog in him. He's got, <laughs> it's like a dog with a bone. Like, good luck trying to get it off him.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> so, uh, then you... Oh, we probably can't talk about the outdoors without... The uh, hunter parlor takeout. Are you, uh, oh, yeah, are you yeah, still yeah. dirty on your boy for the uh, for the <laughs> for the takeout?
1: <laughs> Only thing that I can say is that woke me up from being not yeah, too aggressive. Yeah. I mean, like um, it's racing because I'm not I'm not mad at or anything. Oh, it is what yeah. it is, right? Like I mean, if it was if it was me, uh me if it was if I was in Hunter's position yeah like that I wouldn't choose to do that but it makes sense to do it like I was I was not surprised at all like yeah the thing the thing happens and then after I got taken out okay if and then didn't get penalized or anything right so uh, if that passes um legal <laughs> so many passes are gonna be easier for me. That's that's what I think.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, true. I was um, I was thinking was it was it cool? Yeah. Oh sorry, keep going. I was on. So
1: I was thinking like okay when I make a pass, um I'll, I'll try to avo- avoid this conflict thanks to other writers so it would help me in the future, I believe. Um but yeah if that I mean the pass was legal then you know so many like in sh- situation you can go for it now but then you know you're gonna hit yeah but you're probably gonna make a pass type of thing I was trying to avoid that but yeah after that I'm like yeah like I said I woke me up and and I'm ready I'm kind of ready to race aggressive so yeah yeah I think I think um we don't I don't have to do that all the time, but whenever the situation um behind some riders yeah, I'm ready to pull some not dirty move, but fair enough move,
0: well, like you said, Bosch is your favorite rider, so yeah
1: <laughs> it's just super entertaining.
0: <laughs> so uh, but I mean aside from that like I know you boys are all like super close I mean off off the the racetrack was it was it a really fun year that it was pretty much you three boys on the podium most of the most of the weekends and you kind of you knew that you'd be able to get up front and like race with those guys it it must have been pretty cool
1: no for sure it was really cool Um, it was the best summer I ever had um. yeah it, it hon- honestly like you go race supercars, you get to see these fans stadiums it's cool right but outdoors if you're not on the podium it sucks because it's super hot like all I'm thinking is like kind of want to go home you know like, it's so tiring so like being on the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being on the podium every single I mean, almost every week. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was good times.
0: Dude, you, you're right about that, man. Like, it's one of the things... I remember the first summer that I did in the US, I was so excited. Like, I've been watching motocross my whole life, just moved to America, first season outdoors, and I remember going the races and watching some of the races in the aircon of the truck because it was so hot outside. <laughs> no, I, I was like, it's, it's cool. I was like, dude, yeah. you've been you've been looking forward to this your whole life, and you can't even fucking get outside and watch the races. So, man, I cannot imagine actually having to race them. Yeah,
1: as long as you do good, it's fine. But if not, it's 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 too hot. Yeah.
0: crazy hot and that's one thing that you can't see on tv
1: no it looks easy on tv like mm
0: -hmm. yeah but in in reality that shit is insane and the other thing that's gnarly about the outdoors too is it's kind of just a lot of the tracks are in the middle of nowhere you know like this weird flights to get to them and and then like long drives to to actually get to the track as well it's such like a stark contrast to Supercross
1: for sure Supercross is more more convenient nice nice hotel food (laughs) Uh, nice stadium clean yeah outdoor (laughs) not as good as not as good hotels food Uh, food could be okay sometime but um yeah, far far drive <laughs> and and just dirty. <laughs> it's you get out of the track <laughs> yeah. sweaty, um, covered with dust. It's it's like it's like you just you know, like you you travel all the way to the place, get dirty and come back. <laughs>
0: Like literally. <laughs> that's uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, that's such a good way to say it. So
1: But yeah, just um just have to do good <laughs> to enjoy. Yeah.
0: It. Nah no but like it like you said, you get on the box and it sort of just makes it all worth it. You go home dirty with a trophy. Yeah. Not not that bad. Not and that some bad. bonus money as well. Exactly. So uh so then you you go from the outdoor season and then motocross nations at Red Bud. and I must say this year of motocross nations I won a jersey cuz that kid okay. that you had on from like you won like you won lit kit of motocross nations. Oh really? Hands down.
1: Yeah, that, that, hands down easy. That, well that weekend for me was it was pretty tough. <laughs>
0: um dude, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know, just, yeah, just so, I just saw, I ended up breaking my finger that that weekend. Um,
0: oh, did you break it in that crash?
1: Yeah, I crashed, and then my finger was broken, but yeah, just tough weekend. Um, yeah, I, it's, I can't s- say some, some things, but just a little underprepared as a team and yeah. m- myself so um yeah so it's just hard to um put it in good re- you can ride fast but it's hard hard to put it in good overall result from start to end you know like yeah. starts obviously really important and and yeah so hey eh, i just want to forget about that <laughs>
0: yeah was it was it cool though to like represent Japan and like feel the the vibe of of the crowd and were were you getting like a bunch of messages from people at home as well like were people at home stoked to oh for sure to like be a part of that event
1: yeah like lots of people and and honestly surprised because because the the my first win on the outdoor was at Redbud so people from there was actually actually really like Nice to me, um, I'll do this. Uh, you, you know this like a parade thing where you get on, get on behind yep. the truck yep. and then go around the crowds. Yeah, because obviously Japan is not like not been the the competitive team, so I thought it was gonna be kind of silent. But yeah, it was really like people were excited, so I no, I appreciate that. The old fans out there
0: yeah that, that, that's what I'm, that's what i'm saying you're you're i really think you're like one of the big stars of the sport now like people i think that it's so easy for people to cheer for you like and you know american australian like whatever people really enjoy like cheering for you as you know i think you're one of everyone's favorite riders nowadays so might have been a surprise to you but makes sense to me i think
1: oh so yeah more for us Dave. <laughs> that's good
0: <laughs> <laughs> does it make you I know it must have sucked to have those big crashes and to not be prepared but does it kind of light a bit more of a fire in you now to to try and like, like fix the program and like get it better for, for Team Japan and be more competitive
1: hmm I don't know um Yeah, I I I don't really have a like good feeling on on the MXS Nation. The race is really cool, I think. Mm. But no I like, I like Supercross better like to me.
0: Yeah. Just, so you do you reckon you could see yourself being like a Supercross only guy?
1: I don't know that I don't know about that either, but yeah, just myself racing. Uh, to just supercross is way better for me, more like as a fun size. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I would right like to get a revenge one day, um, with with a good team and <laughs> yeah, and then more more preparation time. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably not. Get if I if we take it really serious. I think I would have, you know, not go back to Japan, stayed in the country, keep testing the bike because the yeah, bike was yeah. obviously a lot different. Uh, I changed so many things in, in the race day. So, again, that's kind of a like an unsure thing uh, when I raced uh, this nation. So, yeah. yeah, the the result, like, if to get a good result, I feel like, the, the, I feel like I didn't put enough work to that race. So,
0: yeah. So yeah. yeah.
1: It's also it's also like difficult.
0: So what oh. oh no, keep okay. going.
1: So it's also difficult because so it's like outdoor, right? You have the last round and then destination like we had that destination like 3 week apart. Like, yeah. So it's kind of hard to keep training like right after this, the complete seasons over you know I like my main focus was focus until the last round of outdoor and then do the Japanese national and then kind of like try to do my best in this nation so so yeah if I wanna if we wanna do good yeah we just have to keep working Mm. yeah
0: yeah what, what bike did you ride there was it how different was it to what you raced did you ride the 450 or
1: no 250 but we used different yeah okay f- I thought
0: you were on 250
1: yeah the fuel is different I think
0: oh because it's FIM yeah huh?
1: so that's a that's a a really big difference on the bike and not just the bike too like yeah okay which that makes suspension work differently like I don't know more engine brake or whatnot like everything was a little awkward when I was there so so yeah
0: yeah so yeah okay because I would have just thought yeah I I knew that you had to run different fuel but for whatever reason I guess I just didn't think that it would make that big of a difference like I thought you would have just pretty much been able to ride your Redbud setup basically
1: I'm sorry I kind of cut out for a second
0: i thought i thought you would have just been able to run like your normal race bud so oh yeah no we oh, red do bud it. setup
1: no yeah we couldn't do that
0: ah. yeah right yeah that's crazy well joey boy we've uh yeah that that was that was unreal i uh i'm so stoked that that we're able to um to to get get the potty in mate but I know uh, you've got you've got some recovering to do. We'll, we'll let you get home and and rest <laughs> up the old the old broken wing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I'm I'm stoked that you're able to come and do the potty, have a bit of a chat, and uh, yeah, like like we were saying, find no, out it's it's not the easiest for you to um to to sit and and bash on in English for for, <laughs> for a couple <laughs> of hours, but um I had heaps of fun, bro, and it was yeah definitely cool to yeah get to know like more about you more about your story and um i guess like growing up in japan and and the challenges to to get to where you're at in in the u.s so i'm I'm stoked bro
1: thank you yeah it was uh it was good it was a good session for sure um yeah i just yeah yeah i just want people if i can say this right now i just want people to look at me as like um um, just a shy person. Like, um, well, once I can talk a little better, open up better, different personality. So, um, I may sometimes, uh, when I when people look at me, I may look like I'm weirdo, cause not talking enough. But yeah, just hopefully people know that I'm pretty cool inside. So. Yeah when you guys see at the stadiums and stuff just you know see what's up.
0: Well, I man, honestly, I just I I reckon that you're cooler than you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never I've never looked at you like you're a, yeah, like weird or not talking or anything like that and I I definitely I know um yeah i know the struggle like of of i don't personally know what it would be like but i know the struggle that you would be going through to you know like like we were saying before it's like that there would be like this person on the inside that if you if everyone could understand japanese that came up and spoke to you like there would be this different person that they would you know be able to interact with and it's like a a process for you to to get to you know match that up on the outside but bro i think that whatever pressure that you feel to talk more or to to talk better english or i think that you should let go of that a little bit more and feel a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more uh you know just cool to enjoy the process because i'm telling you everyone that works in this office thinks you're the man my girlfriend thinks you're the man (laughs) like there's a there's so many Joe Schmoder fans out there. So I think that take that pressure off yourself a little bit. Don't don't stress too much on it and uh, and just enjoy what you've done, man, because to come from Japan as a, a young kid that didn't speak English and to um you know, to, to do what you've done, man, it's a it's a crazy journey and no one's done it the way that you've done it. You know, like you're a you're a super unique dude, you're a special dude in that in that way so i'm telling you bro just be a bit a little bit more easy on yourself i think because <laughs> there's you. a yeah we're all we all enjoy watching you we all enjoy everything that that you got going on man so i don't think that you should i don't think you should feel like a weirdo is what i'm trying to say okay.
1: no thank you i appreciate it
0: and uh and let's keep let's keep the vlogs going even um, well, I guess you, yeah, your guys, your guys in Japan until he kind of comes over here. So when you start filming more too, like, dude, just go in, bro. <laughs> Give us, and if we gotta, if you gotta, if you gotta do shit in Japanese, even like I actually even think like you could mix it up in your videos. Like I think that I I totally think it's a superpower what you've got going on. Like I don't think it's a, I don't think it's like a. A liability or it's not like a bad thing that you know you you can't speak perfect English I think what you should do is just like mix it together have some stuff in your videos or on your social media where like you're talking Japanese and then run some English subtitles and then for the people that are in Japan that can't understand English speak English when you've got to and then run Japanese subtitles and then everyone like we all get the best of both worlds because you know apart from you know apart from kenny like you're the only guy that that uh kind of has this so yeah i just think switch that switch that focus and see it as like a really cool superpower that you've got that you know you've got these best of of both worlds mix that shit up and yeah like i think that you know i think that you can really you're going to be one of the guys that can like grow the sport of supercross dude
1: yeah thank you it's nice to hear it. <laughs> no, sure.
0: sweet. All right, brother. Well, I'll uh, I'll let you get out of here, mate. We kept kept you uh, kept you for a while, but yeah. Did you? How do you think that went? You think you were stoked on how it went?
1: No, I think it's good. I I think, I think like uh, th- those questions are pretty cool. Um, yeah, never just never really did a podcast really before, so yeah. Hopefully, it's good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, no. Is there... Before we go, actually, is there any stuff you reckon we we should kind of, like, add in? Is there any cool, like... Maybe is there any stories that, that are, like, kind of crazy, like races that maybe, like, amateur days or, you know, any kind of cool stuff that we maybe didn't cover? Because I don't want to... Yeah, I want to give everyone, like, the best look at, at into your life as they can. Um...
1: I don't know there's so many crazy things that happened to me yeah I don't know I have to takes a while to (laughs) to like Uh, remember those uh, things
0: maybe before we go what what are some crazy stories is there like one or two stories that come to mind that it's just like people might not like uh know that you like went through or, or had to go through Oh, you know what? Actually,
1: last year, Anaheim won. I was on my headphone bumping some, like, I don't know, like, uh, some music. Machine Can Kill whatever. Um, Yes. I was, like, closing my eyes and listening to it. Because the the noise cancelling is so good nowadays. I didn't hear anything at all. And then all of a sudden I dropped the gate. I missed the sight lap. I didn't full side lap on the first round of Supercross
0: because <laughs> you were just bumping away to choose. yeah
1: I was I was on the music and and the crew the staffs were going like you gotta go you gotta go and I'm putting my helmet on strapping it I didn't get to do my full side lap I did only I only did like a half track
0: <laughs> that's insane <laughs> did it help did it did it hurt the race or what
1: I ended up um, uh, hitting the gate, but <laughs> 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 yeah, shit happens.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. What um, what music are you are you into these days? Are you listening to like music? a mix of English music and Japanese music, or? I
1: like I like Japanese hip hop. Um, the rap, I like rap song. Yeah. um But yeah, like I said, I like Machine Gun Kelly. Also, sometimes like a, like a, uh like female singers. Any any type of music except for rock. No like, rock. Like a hard hard rock. You know, like so, the loud. Ones. So when you're
0: in, so when you're hanging around Hunter and he's playing like Tool and shit, you just ain't about that life. Oh, I
1: can't, I can't do it. Even my <laughs> manager Lucas, he likes rock.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I Yeah, I I saw he was
0: it. he was literally at Parkway Drive last night. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like full um, full screamo shit.
1: Yeah, I, I can't do it. <laughs> no,
0: that's funny. What really. about uh what about food wise? What are you what are you feeling food wise these days? Like what's your go to shit? Food
1: wise? Uh honestly not for not because I'm Japanese, but um, I like sushi since i'm young um um, i mean hamburgers are good (laughs) Uh, run that in and out program yeah
0: honestly
1: honestly anything i'm pretty like like a food guy yeah any any type of what's
0: the what's the go-to sushi order for you like what's the staple sushi
1: uh, my favorite is yellowtail
0: yeah
1: you know yellowtail so yeah that's yeah. every time I eat sushi up I'll probably order something that has it in it
0: and are you like straight sashimi or, or you like the rice as well
1: yeah with, with rice uh, yeah I could do both but yeah yeah usually like rolls or nigiri yeah okay
0: Dude, yeah, good. yeah so I'll, mine i'm big salmon belly guy so salmon belly for me is like i just smash that shit we've actually got we've got the dopest sushi place that's like 15 no not even like five minutes from the studio so monday morning okay. alex and alex and uh Rones, that's like their ritual is their monday sushi guys but this place is unbelievable bro and it's $4.50 per plate everything's the same price and you can just go absolutely ham and they do the <laughs> nicest salmon belly and also like okay. salmon nigiri for me is like oh.
1: hey, so speaking to the, like the sushi when I went back to Japan one of my dad's friend took me to like like really really like high spec place yeah like like high end place um I mean obviously like sushi was really good but guess how much he paid per so it's like a like they'll just serve you each piece guess how much this was
0: uh 300
1: no okay so four we went with three people total
0: yeah 300 yeah. 300 yeah no so
1: he told me later like a couple weeks later it was three grand whoa <laughs> i was i was like was it good well, I, I, it was good but like at one point though like just the fish and rice it's gonna max out you know
0: yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's like, just like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're not, being, you're not
1: being real right now. See, <laughs> so yeah, it's threw me
0: off, but. So, so like, <laughs> let's say, let's say, uh, let's say you go, you get to race Japan nationals again this year and I get to go over and I'll, like, I'll come. What would be, like, what would be the tour that you would give me of Japan? Like, if you were trying to, If you were trying to show me, like, the best part or your favorite parts of Japan, what would we do after the race? Like, let's say we got a week.
1: Um, Honestly, there's a lot of places you can go in Japan, cool places, but if it was me, um, I think it's cool to show people that were, like, just from walking from my house to my, like, elementary school yeah i I think that's really cool like where you grew up on it just you know like because you see tokyos and and stuff you see you can see these pictures kind of like you haven't an idea i would say but like those small areas that that i like grew up in and i know these places so i think that's pretty cool
0: so what what was the town that you grew up in where was it near
1: it's, uh, it's called Suzuka. Oh, you know yeah. Suzuka uh, F1 circuit. Yeah, track? yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. right by. Okay. Yeah, City of Motorsport.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so... Yeah. And what's the, like... Because, my like I said, Jay Wilson, he's just been over there racing for, for yeah. Yamaha this year. And mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the town that he's in, but it's pretty much like the whole town works for Yamaha so it's like there's such a a culture like around those brands so I guess do you remember the whole like motorsports culture when you were growing up? I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah, I don't remember I have
1: no clue yeah like I said I didn't know anything about like a two wheel thing so yeah but now i look look back to my place and yeah there's like big honda facility right by my house um lots of um go-karting circuits f1 circuit is really big um yeah a lot of a lot of bike shops and stuff so
0: yeah what do you remember the most about growing up like when you think back to like your childhood memories of japan like what do you think of (laughs) Um. Honestly, honestly,
1: like, cause every day, like, the fun, far, the fun part for me was to hang out friends. So like, I was kind of like a little bit of like a wild, like not wild, but like a little bit like <laughs> un- unstable kid. <laughs> like, yes uh, <laughs> a wild kid. So like, I would. <laughs> um, on my way back from school, because we walk, like some people take train and stuff, uh, if it's far, and yeah, so like, I would like door dash Every single house, as I like, walk by, <laughs> <You> <laughs> what's know, like, that? What's <laughs> that? Oh, <you're> <laughs> you, th- so it's off. like, and he just run away. <laughs> Get chased <laughs> by the dog sometime, uh, because my place, their farm. Farming places everywhere. Yeah, um, people farm there. So sometimes you see strawberries growing. They can go, <laughs> um, or sometimes I would just go straight from my house to friend's house. They didn't come back to the home till like eight p.m. Yeah, lots of lots of good memories.
0: So what what was the. Uh so for me, like I was like a full BMX kid. So I we didn't really mm. walk anywhere, but we just rode like BMX bikes. And anytime I'd go to like my friend's house, it was building BMX jumps or, you know, watching like BMX or moto video. So like when you were going to your friend's place, what, what was like the, what was the activities, the afternoon activities?
1: Oh, um, tags. Ta- ta- What's that? You know, tags. Uh, oh, like the
0: game, like like chasing each other game and like of
1: ta- yeah so so the like because of like it's it's such a small like narrow places
0: yeah we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll
1: use like like whole like um block of houses yeah to do tags on the bicycle and stuff because you can do that, you so know, in Japan. So it was pretty fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you just had, like, the full, like, normal childhood of, yeah, just, like, neighborhood with friends, like, school and just, you know, like, that real kind of, like, small town community kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, small town. But, yeah, they just a lot, lot of, yeah. Because Japan is small country. so everything is like tight yeah like buildings are close by buildings everywhere so yeah um we did a lot of that stuff
0: oh that's sick and what about like uh what about tokyo now like do you enjoy to go into tokyo and to be a part of like The city vibe, and you know, like, because you're pretty stylish with like clothes and stuff like that, and you got like Shibuya. Like, is that still, do you still get kind of like inspired by that, that kind of part of the culture?
1: Do I get what? By the, like, inspired by that? Oh, like, uh, um, honestly, honestly, like, mm, it's cool to go there, but, uh, yeah, maybe like you said, it's like. It's kind of like uh. Like a, my so my place that I lived in is so far away from there. Yeah. So more more travel than. Than like home. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like I'm tra- yeah. I'm yeah, like no. if
1: I, if I go there, I'll travel to there. You know, yeah. book a hotel or something. You know, see around. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fun
0: yeah no i think dude yeah i think tokyo tokyo is like a crazy cool city it's just such like a it's almost like another world especially for me like you know well that's like me how you said you felt when you like got to america and you were just kind of like dropped in this place where you didn't really speak the language and you couldn't like communicate that's like when i when i go to Tokyo. I mean, I'll be like, oh, cause I asked. like <laughs> I got a couple, you know, like a couple little things that I'll say to be like nice and polite, but that's it. You know, and it's, it's a trip when you go to a place like that, you feel like, uh, did you, um, you, maybe you felt like this when you're in America, but all you can do is like watch, like you can only just observe yeah. what's going yeah. on. You, you don't get to like interact with people. So you, you're almost like silent and just watching what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. no exactly it's, yeah exactly what you said
0: but yeah so for to- sure. Tokyo for me is like a cool place where you kind of you go and if you're there like especially if you're just there like by yourself you're kind of going out into the out into the city and then just observing what's going on because you can't really like fully engage with with people yeah <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, dude, I only you know a couple of times, though. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, yeah. too, the, in terms of, like, you moving back to Japan, you know, one day when you're done racing, like, dude, you'll actually be able to have, like, if you, when you do retire from racing, you'll have a pretty sick career test riding for the manufacturers in Japan. Like, I think you'd be able to get, like, a pretty crazy good job, and you'd just be <laughs> able to live go to work, like ride, you know, do your testing and and like, yeah, just be, be back home. Like you, you're like, you're actually going to have a pretty good career after racing too, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do after racing. Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) honestly, all I'm, all I'm looking for is like, I don't know, have a, have a nice family. Um, and um, oh this is also another thing I I'm my maybe it's, not, it's gonna sound crazy but I like don't wanna keep racing till like close to 30 or more mm. because yeah like I also wanna do a lot of thing um while I'm young in, in Japan and stuff so yeah, um just depends on my career, but yeah, they we'll see how it's gonna go.
0: What what other things do you, do you wanna do while you're young?
1: Well just like Because um, my, my dad like has like a, a company and stuff. Um get to learn it. So I can maybe go after him. Um Yeah. Or like honestly like just You know, um, maybe find a relationship, like actual relationship, while younger age, because I, I don't know, just feel like it. I just like to settle in more when I'm at, yeah, uh, like the age of thirty or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you want to have like a it. Cause yeah it'd be hard like so if you're in america you're like the girls that you're around it's like american girls like do you see yourself settling down with like a, a japanese girl like maybe from your hometown like is that kind of what you see for yourself
1: i don't know um i like, like i said just like whatever the life takes me but um i just it's just so weird for me to have no plan ahead after mm. after writing and so like it always makes me think like okay while I'm young maybe try to learn something um, um, and and what what makes me better for the future so yeah like I said just depends on career if the career is really good um, making good money and stuff yeah keep racing it's fun um, but we'll see
0: yeah. What um? What what's the business that your dad does?
1: Uh, it's like a recycle a recycling company.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so you could you yeah. could see yourself working for that when you like when your dad retires, like you take over the family business or.
1: I, I don't know. Like again, like I'll learn how to do maybe a like a business side from my dad, maybe. If, yep. it's, if it's nice enough <laughs> maybe start something <laughs> um, but yeah just de- just depends on my career but the goal is like um, yeah before 30 for sure I, I don't think um, I don't see myself riding after 29, 30
0: yeah right yeah. now yeah yeah no, the, I mean there's no there's no rule that says you have to that's for sure
1: yeah so just different you know
0: yeah yeah well sweet brother well um i'll, I'll we we'll, like i'll figure it, i'll cut that like back in so it's like in the okay in the, uh more in like the middle podcast but but yeah no i'm i'm so stoked bro it's so cool to um so cool to get to to have a chat and like i keep saying man just have some confidence in yourself like really back yourself on you know don't don't think that it's yeah don't think that you're weird or don't think that anyone thinks anything kind of like weird of you because i'm telling you bro you're such a you're such an important part of the sport and you know the sport is going to be so much better with you in it and with you doing your thing so i think uh yeah just keep keep doing you brother
1: thank you I appreciate it
0: alright legend well I will uh, I'll talk to you soon we'll stay in touch when, when, I, when we put it out I'll like send you all the links and I'll, and I'll send you all the stuff so I um, appreciate you making the time bro I had I had a lot of fun and definitely I would love to if you get to race the nationals I would love to go and uh, and come and hang any excuse to go to Japan is like for me I'm I'm there. So if you go and like <laughs> we come and and hang out, I'd be so pumped.
1: No, thank you very much. I appreciate it.